Let me get our synchronization going. So, one, two, three. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast within among thousands of thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to throw numbers at you. We're not going to be critics. We're just going to ask the question at the end of it. Did we like it? I am joined by Kaz as always, and for the second week of March Revolta Madness, we are tackling two of a kind. Uh, written and directed by John Hersfield, starring John Travolta and Dame Olivia Newton John back at it again after Greece. It is a story about how God has decided to flood the world and angels have to perform a miracle by making these two terrible people fall in love with each other and sacrifice things for each other. Yes. I did just tell the truth, and the devil also shows up in it. Two of a Kind is a film with everything. Great music, lots of laughter, and a splendid cast. Travolta is in all kinds of trouble as the streetwise tough. Olivia Newton-John is the girl who steals his money and his heart. Charles Durning plays a most unpredictable angel, and Oliver Reed spreads a little evil as they all join the chase for a large pot of gold. Kaz, sometimes things go wrong, but I'm just really glad that we can be here and talk about some hot devil angel erotic fan fiction action, because that's really what this movie's about. She's been damned? <laughs> she has, yeah. She's Dame Olivia Newton-John. Oh. It doesn't sound as cool as being knighted. Maybe that's just a weird bias from on my part. I'll have to do better. <laughs> cool i'm i mean all right i'm talking about from like you know the american point of view. oh yeah she's just some dame you know <laughs> doesn't sound as cool over here we got dames for days i'm not even from a culture that says dames and calls ladies dames but whatever it's fine sorry um uh we were talking about a romance a fanfic between uh, angels and de- uh, devil and the devil. Uh, yes. This is not a supernatural podcast, by the way. <laughs> we're not talking about supernatural, right? No, we're not talking about super- we're not talking about supernatural. What we're talking about here is the head <laughs> angel, which is no. His name is not Gabriel. It is not uh, Peter or John. His name is Charlie, <laughs> and you get it right, Charlie Boy! Charlie Boy! And he is a beautiful New York man that you would see probably driving a taxi, and Beasley, Mr. Beasley, a eccentrically, beautifully dressed man with an amazing twirled mustache, just creating mischief, just a little bit of mischief wherever he goes, and these two want to get on with it so bad you just sense it in their eyes i don't give a i don't i don't care about john travolta and olivia newton john i only care about these two and what could have been i didn't get so much the sense that they wanted to get her on so much as they had a pass like they had gotten it on and there's some stuff in there that's like they are not quite over their feelings, you know? <laughs> like, there is some unresolved shit there, you know? Yeah, but there was, still that, there was still that residual flame of, like, passion that, like, at any point, like, it's like it's like a candle next to a powder peg, like a powder keg. Like, it'll explode, and it's going to go off. This might be what causes the apocalypse. 
You were talking about how he's just kind of like this like regular like New Yorker type dude. I'm gonna ask Nan. This might come up. I'm gonna have Nan do a little bit of research. Nan, this is a wild shot in the dark, but is it possible that the guy who played um, Charlie, Charlie Boy, the guy who played Charlie Boy, <laughs> is he possibly also the guy who froze to death in Scrooged? All right, Nan's gonna be on that one. So, how does our what is our movie about? What is it other than edible glasses and sexual tension between heaven and hell? Are you really going to make me explain this movie? Yes. Are you? Are you going to make me relive this nightmare? All right. So we start off in heaven (laughs) with hymns and chorus and all that going off. We're in the clouds where we stop upon a great scene of Scatman Crothers playing some golf in the clouds trying to find a white ball. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! In the clouds. Well, uh, Charlie and the third angel—I can't remember the third angel's name—but who just loves to snack. So he's eating a bucket of fried chicken in heaven, which I guess heaven is real because obviously that's what goes on. And they're complaining about a golf An unmarked game. bucket and a very well placed unmarked bucket, but has the stripes to indicate. It's probably the colonel. Did it? I thought it was just pure white bucket, actually. Shit, okay. I'm misremembering is it it, at this point. If it is a pure white bucket, then it's heaven's fried chicken. It's probably amazing. Anyway, uh, then... They got a Kentucky in heaven. It's we fine. See, uh, <laughs> we see a female angel then. So there's four angels all together with a couple dogs. And these are the only people we see, so thus proving only dogs go to heaven. There are no humans in heaven. And we find out that they've been taking, they've been running heaven for 25 years, while God just took a quick vacation, you know? Took some R&R. Yeah. Time off. And when God comes back, it's very evident immediately that this is not an omnipotent God. This is not an all-knowing, all-powerful deity we have we're working with here this is it was the equivalent of a scientist coming back to a project like yo how's it holding up i know i've been away working on cooler stuff over here yeah it's and just to just to really sell the point he makes sure to god voiced by gene hackman uncredited for (laughs) obvious reasons that will become apparent later uh sneezes and goes i think i caught a cold god caught a cold i can't tell if this is a philosophical like quandary or really just poor writing no it's just a dog shit travolta movie i think (laughs) (laughs) and god just so god just comes back after oh uh so i found out uh it is not same character okay that's fine filmography i don't think so okay thank Thank you you, nan so god comes back after 25 years takes one quick peek at earth and is just like nah dude i'm flooding this again i know i said i wouldn't do this again but it it has to happen this sucks i can imagine like working on an art project or something (laughs) like that coming back with fresh eyes and be like wait this is dog shit what was i going for but like all of human creation. <laughs> Once again, that's from an, like an art perspective, from a non-artist. But on, honestly, like if you go from like a science perspective, like yes, I made a, I apparently developed a whole new species. I don't like it. I'm just gonna let's just uh, set fire to the whole thing and uh, eh, start again. You know, 
Yeah, just, you know what, dude? Destroy this new life we've created. Like, done. Snuff it. And But just, just to be fair, God is just like, all right, but don't worry. Everyone's coming up here. And that's where the angels are just like, whoa, you're about to, like, overstuff this place? Let's talk about this for a second, <laughs> Big G. Uh, even then, I don't think it was uh, holy that. <laughs> holy No, it holy wasn't. That. They, ha, they ha, didn't want to watch humanity. Yeah, be. exactly. <laughs> Oh, wow, you made a holy joke. How many more of those can we make? <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> Don't test me, sir. Um, but yeah. Every time, let's get a ding. No, no. Oh, no. I don't want to be held accountable for this. Um, so the angels decide to fight for humanity. They're just like, yo, I know things are hard. Things can be tough. But there are still good people out there. And he's like prove it and the first thing they do is point to a dog like no and god even tells them no you don't get an easy out like that like of course dogs are perfect that's why dogs are only allowed in heaven right now exactly cats <laughs> bullshit get them then out they of point here to an, <laughs> then they point to a child and it's just like yes the innocent of a child it's like but here's the thing i've seen the good son with macaulay culkin <laughs> There could be some evil children out there. <laughs> you don't know what's really behind those child's eyes. I mean, yes, but also every shitty adult was once also a child. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it is very true. It is very true. Uh, and then finally they point to John Travolta's character. It's like, this looks like a good kid. And we see him very nervously walk around, then get approached by two tough-looking men who immediately harass him for $13,000 because he's in deep with loan sharks. Oh, you didn't have the exact amount? Because they had it down to the fucking dollar. Yeah, it was like $13,863. Yeah. Something around there. And And if he was a penny short, they were going to take his ears. They were starting with the ears. You can fetch a price for the ears. Now... Our good boy, picked by these four omnipotent angels who've been running Earth for 25 years, goes to rob a bank. This was essentially just the (laughs) angels throwing a dartboard at a map. It really was, because he legitimately just goes, all right, I'm going to go rob a bank. Sorry, throwing a whole-ass dartboard at the map. I mean throwing a dart at a fucking phone book. (laughs) So this is, at this point... This is where Olivia Newton-John is introduced because she is the bank teller that John Travolta's character, Zach, uh, the character's name is Zach, uh, robs. His name was Zach. His name was Zach. Sorry. And we went we went through this whole movie and it wasn't until like halfway to the end when all of a sudden they mentioned the characters' names. And I was like, that was their name? And like, yeah, man. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just no learning And Olivia this. Newton-John's character's name is Debbie. Debbie. That is right. Uh, <laughs> Debbie is the teller, and uh, he does the whole, like, give me the money. I got a gun. The gun has no bullets because, of course, like, he's he doesn't know how to rob a bank, um, yeah. but threatens her. I mean, also, I don't think he wants to actually shoot anyone. And he's not like... A murderer. He's just a man hard up and desperate. Yeah, he just wants and, money. He doesn't want to take a life. And he's selfish, but he's not a 
murderer. No. no. But Olivia Newton-John, or Debbie, does start flirting with him. Yeah, I know. No shit. It gets a little bit weird. It's just like, apparently the, the, the feeling of a gun pointed to you is what really sets Debbie off. And they, they, they flirt. They flirt hardcore. Zach escapes. Police are called. He makes it back to his apartment only to find out that this bitch Debbie switched out the money with deposit slips and stole the money for herself. Mm-hmm. Which that's a you didn't explain move, the Debbie. breadth of her like thirst, where like she like gives him the bag and it's like has a number. It's like, hey, call me huh? after you robbed me. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, even says like call. Also, you don't mention like the fact that he's wearing like a blonde wig and a fake mustache that's falling off during the fucking bank heist. Like she's just like laughing while he's trying to rob her and he's like, What what the fuck? You know, and she's just like, Your mustache is falling off and he's just like using the hand that's holding the gun <laughs> to like just brush the mustache back on. Like he looks like the Tiger King. <laughs> he looks like Joe Exotic before people realized who that was. There you go. <laughs> so what it what it all amounts to is he can rob a bank as well as we could probably rob a bank. I could probably rob a but I don't <laughs> want to put that on. Uh. <laughs> yes, please say that out loud. Make sure that statement is recorded for everybody. Listen, I've never robbed a bank. I could probably rob a bank better than this guy. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. He got away. And they didn't ever ever found him, I don't think. No, for... they didn't find him. The police there are there even any police here? There was like a guard there. But Well like... the pol- you see the police were called afterwards. But like <laughs> after that, do you ever see police until the ending for a fucking hostage situation? No, why would you need There's it? never any police <laughs> There's never police <laughs> looking for the bank robber whose face is on a fucking newspaper. Look, it's a story of New York. You've got angels, devils, gods, two people that need to fall in love. You think there's just going to be police officers, officers walking around? Pretty sure the story of New York is the story of police officers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true. God, are we going to piss off everybody from New York? They got tough skin. It's fine. Cut this part. <laughs> so, uh, Debbie takes the money and runs, gets fired uh, for flirting with a bank robber, <laughs> which, like, I'm not going to lie, that's a good reason to fire your employee. <laughs> like, even if you try to say, like, it was just so no one would get hurt. You were de- like, nah, Debbie. Nah, Debbie. That wasn't it. Look, it's been a real long time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't care about a dry spell. You can't just be doing that, Debbie. So, of course, Zach gets threatened again. Obviously. Oh, yeah. They come to his house, and they got uh, our two bad guys, the bad guy boss and the henchman. They ring the doorbell, and he's got that shitty novelty. Like I say novelty, though. Maybe this guy was the guy that invented the novelty. Uh, of uh, Like, yeah, you ring the doorbell, and there's nothing but a bunch of dogs barking. Well, here's the thing, though. That was cool and all, but I... I can't, I, I have to get to this point, because this is where it really just set off how fucking terrible this movie is. We then end up in a chase sequence. 
we end up in a car chase sequence between Zach and the loan sharks because they see him out and yeah. about the city at night and they chase him down. There's a lot of carjacking. Uh, Zach gets hit by a taxi, steals the taxi, somehow gets out of the taxi and ends up on top of a van while the two uh, loan sharks are in their own taxi that they've stolen. And it somehow erupts in a way that he is flung off the van from a bridge and falls on top of Debbie at that moment. Oh, man. I remember watching this. And then God cuts. We cut back to heaven, and God's just like, nah, dude, well, fuck this. Okay. This is over. Wait, wait. <laughs> when this happens, I was like, this all happened, and I was like, in my head, I'm like, okay, real world physics. He fucking, the way they fell, he fucking crushed her head. Debbie's dead as fuck. But I'm just like in my head. I was just kind of joking about it because I was just like, because I said that out loud. But in my uh, in my head, I'm just like, I mean, it, they're gonna go more movie physics. Like obviously, she broke his fall. That means they both are fine. That's like Vin Diesel jumping out of a fucking like you know, or catching you with his car instead of you hitting the pavement. Like, <laughs> no, that's fine. You hit his car. Then he meant to catch you, so you live, right? Exactly. Power of love. And all I that. was so so wrong yeah this so movie was like no wait, they both are wait 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 dead. don't even don't even because first they cut to heaven and god's like no this isn't gonna work and they're like look you gotta give us a chance this can happen it's still possible and he's like you know what yes we'll take i'll take this bet if you in seven days can uh get these two to fall in love and then also sacrifice something for each other i will save the world and even the angels are just like okay that's asking for a miracle and god calls him out like did you not just say miracle did you not just ask for a miracle for me not to destroy the world which is like all right boss ass move god just like all right fine we take the bet we cut to the morgue with their bodies covered in white <laughs> sheets and i'm just stand, like sitting here just jaw dropped like they actually died kaz is losing it on the discord call just like holy shit they died yeah yeah this game took physics real which is a tick mark for them, I guess. And then immediately erase that tick mark because they re then rewind they the time stream. Fast, they they rewind the the film, the footage. You see everything happening and fast forward, or sorry, rewind, reverse, and uh, and then uh, yeah, we have a divine intervention. Side side note though. Is if if all right? So this god clearly can't be omniscient and omnipotent because you don't ever take a bet against an omniscient <laughs> and omnipotent being. No, he can't see the future. He can only set God's choices. God is very much. God is very much hands off. Like, <laughs> yeah, fine, whatever. God is equally the best type of manager and the worst type of manager. <laughs> God is checked out as fuck, which would explain the recent couple of years. He's got a couple more years on his contract. He's checked out. He's almost done. 
wouldn't you be in that senioritis phase of your life? <laughs> God's got tenure. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway. <laughs> so the angels, Charlie, with the power of time itself, rewinds the time stream and sets it to where they don't you die. Keep, you keep trying to make it make sense. Like you saying, like, yeah, no, Charlie rewinds the video. <laughs> he rewinds the video, basically. The video of all of our lives, because we are all just in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. And this will come up. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of sets it to where the... I, I think it's like the loan sharks never run into him. So the chase never happens. And he ends up running into Debbie. And that's when the two reunite. He threatens her. Uh, or he somehow... Oh! No, no. Yes! No, yeah, don't he, you tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her, tell her. He, he finds her, and he asks how much money she has left, and she bullshits about how much money she has left. No, 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 Before that, before that, before that, before that. Because how he finds her is he remembers that she takes an acting class... So, uh, she goes up and has to do a scene of, like, t- like because she's in the newspaper for, like, the whole bank robbery situation. Mm-hmm. And um, so, her teacher's just like, okay, I need you to, like, dig into that emotion. Bring it back out. Bring that fear out. That What's terror tra- out. Channel your trauma. Channel that trauma. Give us that energy. So she, like, giggles and laughs through it. Like, she can't take it seriously. And then (laughs) Zach walks into the room and sits down and stares at her. And she just starts screaming her head off. We have a fucking recreation of, like, what is it? Scream or Scream 2? It's basically Scream 2, where at the beginning of the movie, where she gets stabbed in the movie theater. And, like, she's, like, screaming, like, someone help me. And they all just think it's part of the performance. No, what is it? Uh, I know what you did last summer, I think, did that thing where she's actually on a stage as part of a pageant or well, something. Well, no, a lot of movies have done that. Scream 2 did it at a movie theater for a premiere of a movie based off of the movie, uh, the yeah, events yeah, of the first the, movie. The it's all that movie. All that okay, meta yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, so the teacher even starts holding her. She's like, that's it. Channel the energy. Channel the trauma. Mm-hmm. That was so good. She starts crying as he walks out of the room quick enough to not be discovered. And she's just, like, cuddle, like her, like cuddling in her own little ball, like, weeping of pure terror. It's mm-hmm. just like, that was a beautiful performance. Everyone gives her a round of applause. I love that we even cut to just, like, a few minutes later when she's not even on stage. She's sitting with her friend, her true actor friends, Ron, who's... Kind of a piece of shit. Uh, and her oh, other uh, friend, I don't know what uh, her name is. Her name is... But that's fine. Who cares? She doesn't come up. Ron's a piece of Terry. shit. That's why I remember his name. Terry. Of course it's Terry. I don't, anyways. Uh, and so, yeah, she's just like, he was here. Like, I swear he was here. It's like, oh, man, you really are good at this. Like, yeah, it's fine. No, you're, you're, it's okay. He's not here. You're okay. <laughs> so they go back to the apartment. Uh, where she lives, she's uh, bought like all this stuff for them and her for herself. Where the three of them, the live. three of them live. But Terry and Ron are gonna leave to go to a party, and uh, I think they were going to go on a plane. No, they were going to the to go to. They were going to, to the beach. They oh, were taking train. the. Yeah, they, they were taking catch a train to go to the beach. Catch a train to go to the beach for a party they were meeting up at, and uh, they invite her to come, and she says no. 
uh, unbeknownst to her, Zach already broke into her apartment and is hiding in there. Mm. Yeah. And finally, the two and reunite in the worst way possible, so, channeling well, Urban well, Cowboy. Well, 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 Ron, you know, cartoonishly searches the place. They don't find anything. They eventually leave her, and she's just like, okay, I guess she's safe. And then she's going to, like, go to the stove to, like, you know, I don't know, fix herself some tea or hook some food. All of a sudden, someone from off camera flings the cat at the fucking counter. <laughs> That's right. I don't mean, like... I don't mean, like, in the story, like, this is supposed to be the cat jumping on the counter, but clearly the cat is being flung. Someone threw a cat off screen, like, off camera. AP threw a cat, and the cat is the coolest, chillest cat ever. It deserves way more than it got for this movie, because, frankly, the cat is thrown, and it just kind of looks around. Like, it's like, okay, where am I? And then she picks up the cat very gingerly, very lovingly, and just, like, kind of pets it and puts it on the floor. And then throws and the cat, the cat, doesn't cat freak on the out, ground. And scratch her. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, the cat doesn't freak out or scratch her. So I'm like, fucking cool-ass cat. Yeah, honestly. Like, yo. I can't fucking believe we watched this movie. Sorry. Let's continue to what I was talking about. So he confronts her about the money and all that stuff. Um... He asked her how much she has, and she apparently bought, like, an armoire and some other furniture. And so she doesn't have as much as, you know, the full amount that he was supposed to have for the loan sharks. But, you know, she lowballs it and is like, oh, this is all I have left. And he doesn't believe her. And so he's, like, looking at her headshots. And he's just like, oh, these yours? And she's like, yeah, I'm trying to be an actress and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah? And so he starts, like, what is he, start torturing them or just tearing them? Yeah, I think he starts tearing them apart. Um... And she's just like, okay. And she starts upping the amount. It's like, oh, it's this much and whatever. And he just goes on to the next headshot. Starts like, and she's like, I'm like then pulls out a lighter and starts lighting it up. Yeah, there you go. That's when he starts burning him. And she, she starts. She tells him how much she actually has left. Uh, left has left, which is like eight thousand. I think what is it like eight thousand? Yeah, it's like eight thousand three hundred something. It's like eight thousand, and it's like, lady, how much are your headshots worth? Like. Just let him tear him up and get new headshots. You'll look great. It's not like these were just like when you were at your prime. You're at your prime. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Why are you, why are you selling out your $8,000 for just these? What is it? At most $400 headshots? Honestly, they shouldn't be that much. But like that's highballing it. <laughs> hey, man, there are some things that are important to an actor. And your headshot is your bloodline. Buy new headshots. $8,000. You could never recreate the perfect headshot, Kaz. That's a bad photographer that would tell you that, sir. (laughs) Yeah, that's one that doesn't care about getting paid. That's one who's like, I am the only person who can get these shots at these times. You have to pay for them. Because you can get get a quote, sir. Because you can find someone else. <laughs> I love how like we're halfway through trying to ex- like kind of halfway through trying to explain this movie, and yeah, I feel like everyone will be able to feel this movie's boring as shit, guys. <laughs> this movie's pretty boring as shit. Um, there are some bonkers things which we we'll haven't to it, which we haven't reached yet. Um, yeah, well, because after that, after Debbie tells him how much is left. Uh, she invites him out to dinner so they can talk. And they go to the plaza where she used to be a waitress. 
And uh, what's really interesting about this place is they have waiters and waitresses in this really nice hotel, <laughs> but it's a buffet as well. It's a serve yourself buffet. <laughs> it's a serve yourself buffet. Super fancy looking buffet, but still a serve yourself buffet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is when our second true hero and protagonist of my story is introduced. We see Beasley for the first time, Mister Beasley, and we also find out like, while actually we we saw uh, Beasley um, during the bet, I think, like like after I they Charlie does go. To oh yeah, Beasley shows up after. and it's just like Beasley introduces himself and he's like, "Yep, I'm going to." Uh... Take all uh, all the souls and all that stuff. And he's like, why you got to interfere in all that stuff? He says, I'll make you a deal. I need dogs. <laughs> it's like, why? Why would you need dogs? Listen, I run hell, dude. There's a bunch of weirdo dog kickers. We don't have dogs. They don't go to hell. So you give me some dogs. I satisfy some, some dog kickers. <laughs> Everyone's happy, right? I and it's like, about this. fucking... In the most distorted sense of the way, Beasley is a people pleaser. <laughs> he just wants to make his weird dog kicking fetishes happy. Because why be miserable when you're in hell? <laughs> get the things you want. Get right. Get the things you want. <laughs> and and if what the thing you want is kicking dogs, you're a piece of shit. But Beasley's there to compensate you. We're trying to and I'm, try to try to meet you halfway. I think. And I'm really glad um, Beasley is brought up again for the plaza because, like, dude, let's get through this plaza scene real quick. So, sure. uh, Beasley turns out to call the loan sharks, and they're just like, "Who are you?" And it's just like, "I just want what you want." Now look over there. And no, points I think to Zach. Like, I want you to get what you. want. I want you to get what or, you want, or, or get what you want, or get what's coming to you. Something like that. Something seems like ominous. I want you to like get what you deserve, or something like that. You know, like all there that you. you I want you is. to get all that you get. What's yours? Get, uh, get what's yours. You know, and yeah. points to Zach, and they instantly clock him, and <laughs> they sneak up behind Devi and take Devi hostage. Like in front of him while like smoothly talking to him about like the money, and it's just like, or it's just like, I, what if I told you I got half the money? And it's just like, well, it looks like she'll only lose one ear. Mm-hmm. So what does our hero do, Kaz? Our hero, our our. Now, when you say hero, <laughs> do you mean the protagonist sense or do you mean the heroic sense? I mean the John Travolta sense. You know, ain't John Travolta <laughs> fucking books it, man. He's like, man, fuck that. It ain't, my, it ain't his ears. <laughs> it ain't his ears. Fuck this woman. He just met her. Plus, yeah, earlier man. when they were walking to the restaurant, he told her that he was an inventor and invented edible sunglasses. You did hear that correctly. And she shat all over his edible sunglasses. So why would he save her? That was his mm-hmm. dream. His life exactly. work. Exactly why. Yeah, you don't save someone who shits on your dream. <laughs> Ever. Never. I don't care what you realize. You. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you uh, created so... edible sunglasses, a thing that people wanted for ever, you know. I remember all She's the times I thought about it. 
yeah, my time is gla- regular gla- uh, prescription glasses right now. Bullshit. Why can't I eat these? Why aren't these glasses made of sugar? Exactly. Ever since I was a boy. I want just to lick like... my glasses, but I don't want to have to wipe them down afterwards. Why aren't my glasses a Wonka-esque, uh, like, gobstopper, you know? Yeah. The Why can't they taste like schnozberries? <laughs> Why can't I so... lick it and lick it and it never gets smaller? So we books it. Gets the fuck out of Dodge, cause fuck it. And then yeah, Muggsy over there, our sidekick, uh, our sidekick, our our henchman man, goes like fucking just booking it after him. He does a fucking jumping leap over a table and shit, and grabs him. And Olivia, De- Debbie's able to escape, luckily for her, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, just all hell breaks loose after that. So then, like, as food is being thrown, people are fighting. Uh, the loan sharkers women are losing ch- their tops. Women losing their tops. Uh, and ended up being s- s- sat on the lap of other men. You know, 80s stuff. For some reason. And yeah. We. Charlie, I guess, shows up at that scene, pauses time, and starts rewinding it. But then Beasley's like, nah, dude, fuck you, and starts fast-forwarding it. And then we get the worst scene of, like, two kids fighting over the remote as they are rewinding and fast-forwarding time its fucking self Uh as we see this chaotic plaza and God in all of his magnificent glory to stop this summons a rainstorm in a building. Thunder. And everything. Dark clouds, lightning, yeah. thunder, whole god Real thing. ominous you know? bullshit. And then sets the ground rules that they are not allowed to use their powers He tells Charlie Boy like that. that. Does he tell uh, Bees, Be- Mr. Beasley he can? He restricts Beasley from being able to do that because he is more powerful oh, okay. than Beasley. Yeah, he was like, no Absolutely powers for you guys. Doesn't... You have to do this bet fair and square with messing with the lives of billions of humans. This is, this is the part I was really looking forward to because this is where it really starts, okay? This is where my well, someone also story starts. I think someone, some, someone also tries to throw a pie in Mr. Beasley's face, but he's the fucking devil, well, man. You can't get away with that. Beasley throws a pie in Charlie's face, then Charlie tries to throw right. a pie in Beasley's face, but like yeah. blocks out of the way, and it hits a random bystander. Yeah, real sexual shit. Real sexy shit. Throwing cream pies in people's faces. Okay, so straight up, after this chaotic plaza scene, I am, honest to God, reading this off of the IMDb trivia. But this is what I needed for my story to to really take off. At the conclusion of the chaos at the plaza, Oliver Reed's devilish Beasley character joyously croons an uncredited rendition of the Beatles' lesser-known song, Rain. Now, the reason why Rain is an important song is because this oh that's why he was singing at the end of it i didn't i was unfamiliar with the song this song is when the beatles really departed from the love songs that made them popular and started using audio distortion and other techniques that really started progress like started launching their psychedelic career the reason he sings this psychedelic over rock, rock song is it's an unspoken implication that mr beasley corrupted the beatles and also, this proves the reason he sings this song is it's the secret love tryst song 
for Charlie back in the day. This was confirmed by someone? On IMDb, which is obviously a source of true fact-finding. <laughs> not, uh, not IMDb. Did they say that this was confirmed by someone from production? No, of course not. <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. I mean, but in my head, fanfic, you in my ahead. head, this is the love song between them. This is the moment in both of their long lives where it just definitely this love happened in the '60s because it always happens in the '60s, and it's it was this moment where like Charlie saw like the good and the evil in Beasley. And there was just that like just raw sexual tension between the two of them. And it all came out in the creation of the song rain. Dude, I'm losing so, my fucking mind over here. I, I will give you I that. I did detect a lot of sexual tension between Mr. Beasley and Charlie. I do not like unsubstantiated IMDb facts. <laughs> but your theory your your Isn't theory that- shut up. Your theory <laughs> is not without merit. <laughs> it felt it, it felt like it really took something out of you to finish it that statement. Holds a little bit of water, but I would like us to just go off of what we see on screen, which what we see on screen, I think, has plenty of evidence to support your thesis. I mean, yeah, but unfortunately, before we get to the good part, we have to watch like Olivia Newton, John and John Travolta go on and she tries the edible glasses and they suck. Yeah, that was (laughs) she eats the glasses. They have a big old Z on them. I at the time because I didn't know his name was Zach was like, why does it have a big Z on the glasses? And you're like, his name's Zach. His fucking name is Zach? <laughs> oh, wait, let's not forget. He so, goes straight, after this whole plaza situation, he goes straight back to her apartment. It's just like, uh, you left me to die. Yeah. It's just like, no, I thought if I ran, they would chase after me, thus you could get away. So really, I saved your life. Hey, I'm out here in soaking wet right now because, I don't know, they set a pipe busted in the hotel or something is what he says which kaz then pointed out as we were watching this movie he's like hey god why didn't you actually just bust a pipe instead of summoning a why storm didn't god just bust a pipe or two man you didn't have to change the weather pattern that could really cause some climate problems it was a bit of an issue but uh yeah and so he's like i can That's can i issue. have a towel <laughs> and so she brings him inside, dries him off. He sits in her bed naked, blah, 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 sexual tension. They start making out on the couch. I'm trying to skip ahead because we have to get through a lot more boring movie. Uh, and then Ron walks in and is like, yeah, fuck for days, son. And they're just like, all right, we're going to go out. So they go out and, you know, try to have a proper actual date. And, um, yeah, she eats his edible glasses they don't taste good. I don't know if this is a metaphor for cum, but let's keep going. Um, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't eat his pineapple. Anyway, <laughs> they go on the whole date thing. It's a beautiful like song montage with, of course, a song sung by Olivia Newton-John, which, by the way, this movie earned Some five Razzies, but the soundtrack went platinum. So <laughs> Sorry, what? what was the song? Oh, yeah, really? The, the the soundtrack actually won some shit? Oh, it went platinum while the movie got five Razzie nominations. You know, you know, this isn't a high bar, but unlike Urban Cowboy, I didn't hate the music here, so, you know. 
I'll give it that. It felt like the 80s. I'll give it that. So here's the thing, though. It looks like a wonderful date, only for them to get home and uh, Debbie to realize while she was out enjoying her life with this stranger that tried to rob the bank she worked at, who she then robbed, she lost her dream role uh, uh, to get her Mm. foot in the acting career. Yeah. uh, Because... She didn't answer her phone. She wasn't home because it was a time before cell phones, kids. Zach trying to be nice says the worst thing ever, which is uh, there will be other roles. I'm not an actor nor sensitive dude. I don't know why that's the wrong thing to say. I feel like that's hopeful. But all right, I guess I'd be the asshole there. And they get into a huge fight and then they get arrested by cops for... The bank robbery. There you go. We finally have cops figuring out. Like, they never questioned her before. They never showed up. And all of a sudden, hey, it's helpful. Cops are here to move along the story. Which Beasley is definitely one that called the cops. Yeah. and Because uh, they otherwise s- they would not have figured out to maybe check one on one of the people. Both of them are separated. They do the whole interrogation. You sell out, one of them sells out the other, the yeah. other one could get off, you know? We have this that whole this ploy. cop who's running this interrogation, very undeservedly run or played by Ernie Hudson. Yeah, an actor too good to be in this movie. <laughs> it was just like, he plays his part very well, but boy, does he have... Boy, is he so good for this part. But anyways, it's fine. <laughs> He he tells uh, he tells John Travolta like, hey, look, she's gonna give you up so fucking fast. He's like, nah, she wouldn't, wouldn't happen. Then he goes to um, uh, Olivia Newton John. Is like, yeah, he gave you the fuck up already. And she's like, I don't believe you. You know, you you, you I will never turn him in or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, uh, would be be Mister Beasley is like, hey, yeah. Tell, tell him she gave him up, but also mention, like, hey, here's one of his dreams on what to do with the money or, you know, what one of the... When it was- no, what she what he does is tell her, tell them about the... She gave him up for the special effects there you go. company which, he robbed before which she, robbing Which she didn't, but he did tell her about that. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, then all of a sudden... One, once again, the cops is like, they know, you know, they go and they tell him and then naturally he falls for it. And so he just like kind of like gives up everything, I think. Yeah. And so, but but once again, a bit of divine intervention because something went wrong. Uh, They don't get tried and they both get let off scot-free. Well, he gets off because of the deal. She gets off because of a mistrial. Yeah, so and then all of a sudden they're both outside the courtroom and he's like giving her shit. Rather than explain, you know, and saying, it's like, oh, you gave me up, this and that. Uh, rather than explain, it's like, I never said that. And, and then like, you know, actually talking to each other like people. No, they just fight and split up. And that's when Char- Beasley goes to Charlie. And in a moment of just true trust, the mask falls from Beasley as he looks at his former lover. And... Is like, is it true? If the world dies, if the human race is destroyed, they're all going up there. And Charlie's like, it's all true. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help both of us. I still love you is what he's basically saying. And it really shows through this moment. And it's beautiful. And we cut from there. 
And uh, this all somehow erupts into, like, Debbie and Zach end up going to go eat somewhere to talk about what happened. And a robber shows up and holds Debbie hostage again. And what is John Travolta do as our protagonist? Then he's trying, trying to um to uh, is this when she ha- he has on the roof? No, this is before that. No, this is before. He runs uh, away again. Yeah, where were we at? When when did they? Oh, is this is when she was uh, working at the diner, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because uh, it's funny. I think another thing that I pointed out, because, you know, she had said, like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. She, she works at a diner she, now. She, she, she didn't want to be a waitress. She said, oh, yeah, I'd rather be, you know, rather be doing nothing than being a waitress again or whatever, uh, you know, back when she was working at the plaza. And then here we find her working as a waitress again. And then, yeah, she gets uh, held up. And then, uh, yeah, he leaves. Was that prompted by anything, or was it just, once again, just him self-preservation? Uh, the detectives were pulling him out. Oh yeah, the 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 thief told him. Yeah, and the thief was just like, "No, the detectives weren't pulling him out yet." Yeah, the thief let him go. It's just like, uh, yeah, and he he booked it, and then starts throwing a hissy fit outside with cops. Like, what are you gonna do, man? You gotta save her, man. That's my girlfriend. Even though you just turned her in to where she could potentially face ten years in prison, and she is an Australian immigrant, so she could have been deported because you lied. Uh, I mean, she did rob the bank too, so gray area i guess maybe <laughs> this movie sucks anyway uh they go up to the roof the 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 thief with the gun and Dev. well he's mm-hmm. an active shooter he's threatening to shoot her and so we've got snipers on the roof we've got cops everywhere and zach the nerdy inventor just goes I'm going to save the day and rushes up the fire escape to the roof where he bases the gunman in a standoff. Yeah. And is somehow bulletproof and beats the gunman in a fight. The gunman even fucking throws him over the, uh, over the rooftop and he's hanging on by his fingers. He still pulls him up, pulls himself up. And then, uh, I think he distracts him. Well, Debbie hits, uh, Debbie hits the, uh, gunman yeah. helps pull up the pull up Zach and they're able to take down the gunman but not in time like before the sniper takes the shot and accidentally shoots Zach right is that what happens or does the gunman shoot and he just takes the bullet yeah the gun yeah when she pulls him up uh the gunman uh shoots and he he like oh no he gets in it gets in the way of her so he stands in the way, and he just doesn't mind shooting through him. And so once he shoots, I think he shoots through him, one of the people on the rooftop, like one of the snipers on the other rooftops. Oh, it takes out the gunman. Yeah, it takes out the gunman. Yeah, so Zach gets shot, the sacrificing his life for Debbie, and that's when God pauses time and is like, all right, you won. Humans may stay. And then heals Zach. God was having like a thunderstorm happening beforehand. Like the it was mid. Like all right, it's over. Y'all are out of time. Like we're we, you know like we're gonna start flooding this bitch. But then like yeah, they're like nah, nah, God, see, look, he did it. He did the sacrifice. And God's like okay. He's like oh fine, I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. And then heals Zach, even though Zach doesn't deserve that as a character. So Zach nah, comes back no. to life. 
to then you know fall in love with Debbie. But that's what. Mm-hmm. The, but really, the greatest scene that happens. Do you want to explain like, oh, what my happens? God, you're right. Uh, I you're talking about uh, our, our down on the ground floor. I'm talking about the, on the ground floor. Down on the ground floor, we got Charlie Boy and uh, Mr. Beasley walking by, and Charlie Boy getting the uh, the little like uh, he pulls like the cat suit, not really the cat suit, but he pulls like the um the, what what the uh the the person holding Debbie hostage was the the outfit. He pulls up the ski mask and he pulls his little fingers through the eyeballs and he tells us, like, eh. Yeah, he looks at him and like uh, uh, Mr. Beasley is just like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't look familiar. But like the way like Charlie is just like fingering through the slots, he's just like, it's very like Charlie down for another round. Yo, <laughs> like down for another. See, this is what I'm thinking because we know the archangels and everything. Like we could probably name a few. Uh, none of them are named Charlie. So what I'm guessing is Charlie is not actually an archangel. Charlie is a lesser angel who still has a lot of power and worked under Beasley before Beasley fell, but still saw the good in Beasley. And so throughout time and history and human and like the span of like human experience, Beasley and Charlie have just been hooking up throughout history. Bet you anything. Go to like the most raunchiest parties in human history. Those two are there. It's crazy. is this basically like the same shipping from like the Good Omens book slash what is it Netflix show or whatever Amazon show yeah basically Amazon Neil show was right Neil is, Gaiman is this right. is basically just like uh, Good Omens but I'm just like way ahead of its time bro opposites attract <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm do they us <laughs> and it thus and that's why rain is important though because it all ended in the sixties after a big you know. I feel like it had to be a fight over the Beatles. It would be. Beatles would be the thing that really... I bet you anything, Beasley is the one that set, uh, sent like everything that broke up the Beatles, and Charlie was really upset. And I bet you anything, Beasley loves Rain, and Charlie doesn't love Rain. But it's still a song that they would play during their lovemaking because it brought about such passion. He made that song that they sing when you play in reverse. It's like, Paul is a dead man. Miss him, miss him. Like, it just... <laughs> it's fucked up, man. <laughs> That was during the time when, like, Beasley and uh, uh, that's a spiteful. Like, there's still the 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 relationship. The breakup is still sore. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a big fuck you to your ex. (laughs) (laughs) And so was all of John Lennon's solo career with Yoko Ono. (laughs) It was all just revenge. Yeah, because like. You see what John happens, was Charlie Charlie's boy? Favorite. You John... see what happens? <laughs> John was Charlie's favorite because, you know, obviously he always liked someone that could be a little bit broken but thinks that he could still fix him. And uh, oh Paul God. Paul was Beasley's favorite because Paul is that one, like, you really hope you can corrupt because he's such a good person. But so they both fucked each other over because we've got Yoko Ono, or we got John Lennon, the Yoko Ono experience, and then we got Paul McCartney with wings. Everything fell apart. No one had fun anymore. Oh, man. What is that? What is that? I can fix some relationship end up coming to. (laughs) You're right. You're not. You're. You're not right. I just, every time yeah, I look at Beasley, I just he's got these darling uh, like he's just he's he's <laughs> such a hot man in his forties. Look, man, it's just 
that that's what happened. That's the truth of this story. This wasn't about Zach and Debbie. Yeah. Like, this is about Charlie. Like, I think and by the end, like uh, uh, Zach and Debbie even run into uh, Charlie, and he kind of gives them like a A. Hey, yeah, we were all rooting for you. This and that, or something like that. And then like, yeah, oh yeah, and he throws them because uh, because oh fuck, we established a way early on that uh, Debbie likes reading, and so like Zach started reading one of his one of her books, and so and... he just goes. And uh, for some reason, God is a big Shakespeare fan. And God's a big fan of Shakespeare. Thank you, Dan, again. Mr. I haven't been paying attention to this movie I checked out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, God's a big Shakespeare fan. And so, like, yeah, uh, Zach was totally into like whatever Ze- Debbie was reading. He liked it. And so, like, Charlie is like, hey, yeah, we're all rooting for you. And he throws him, like, uh, was it The Tempest? Or I think we... We 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 had uh there, I think it's something that like they had made a reference earlier to like a Shakespeare thing that God had mentioned and they were both trying to they were all trying to guess what the reference was or which uh, Shakespeare movie it was or book it was movie uh book it was and then they all got it wrong and then like, uh someone called it as being the Tempest and so like yeah he throws them like the Tempest I think is what we theorized and then like yeah there's like that's pretty weird they look at each other they look. Charlie's fucking gone. Well, yeah, he had to go back to a secret love uh, location that Beasley knows too. It's gonna be covered in dust because it has. <laughs> like they had to get it on right then and there. Like they could, dude. Not they don't wait. even. They the don't even. It was like you saved. They just get really in the down and dirt. Yeah. <laughs> It was just like, okay, I guess the humanity saves, and then fucking just try looking. I'm like, oh, mm, you you did that to save all of humanity. I wanna fuck you so bad. <laughs> when uh, when when, and he jumped his no, devilish when, bones. When he did the whole mask thing, and they walked away, he really whispered to him like, "Remember to bring the mask." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I clearly show that Charlie was good with them two fingers. <laughs> really though. knew how to explore the area. <laughs> mm-hmm. He knows how to explore a couple holes. Really. Look, this is a beautiful love story. It's just Woo! not a love story you expected, <laughs> but it's a love story that you will love if you know what to look for. And it was it's a match remade in heaven. <laughs> and by that saying, that that is the tagline for the movie. That doesn't, because why would it be remade if it was talking about Zach and Debbie? They're just recently made a match. It was remade because it was all about Charlie Boy and fucking Mr. Beasley. It was their match remade because of heaven, not because of in, not necessarily in heaven. Though the decisions in heaven did lead. To the rekindling, I think. Listen, I hope they have a just a long, good, sex-filled, spiteful love that's going on. Like, because, like, you know, they're clearly at odds uh, moralistically. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, like, it's like, good. It's. I think Mr. Beasley justifies that, like, it's all like he's like, well. If everyone's going to heaven, then, you know, that's a net loss for him. Mm, the real loss for him was Charlie Boy, though, I think. Yeah, look, it it was a passionate, passionate ending we didn't see. We didn't, we need didn't to see. Need to we see. got enough. We got enough. 
It was understated. Plus, what? What? Another thing Beasley was worried about was like if everyone went to heaven, that means there would be no chance of getting dogs. Thus, he couldn't please his dog kickers. Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) don't reduce the actual love story going on here. Listen, the whole him coming up to Charlie Boy about dogs to get to please his dog kickers. I rescind that now, sir. It was just so he could talk Charlie Boy some more. So he could, you know, have something and make it seem about business. You ever been there? Come on. We've all been there when you're just like, trying try to flirt some, with someone, but you're just like, hey, I don't want to make it weird. I don't know how they feel. So you just sort of like relate it to work. You know? <laughs> and it's just, it's just, it just happens yeah, that that's come his on, job. man. I'm all for fucking wow. shipping team. Charsley. Char- Charsley sounds yeah, better. Whatever. Anyway. That, that's a Charsley does sound better. That you could ship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I just got to ask at this point then. Did you like this movie? Compared to what? <laughs> like asking, asking overall. Did you like it? Uh, it was fun. It was. It had some boring spots, but the fucking dog shit moments were so dog shit, and the weird shit that we latched onto, such as this weird ship, as well as the random fucking <laughs> rewind, fast forward, stop time, pause time, whatever shit going on, and the fucking just nonsense going on. Um, you know, I think I kind of did. It's not a movie I would prefer, but it's. It's a movie I don't why I don't mind if someone will watch and I wanted to show them the insanity that you could open in your brain. We can tell you it's more fun to watch than Urban Cowboy. Ugh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> so what did you think? Did you like it? Sir I I liked watching it with you and everyone who joined us. <laughs> there I is. think that's what makes this movie fun. I if I was think... watching it by this by myself, I feel like I would have gone mad. You're correct. This is a movie you watch with friends with very specific expectations. Exactly. It is... Yeah. Ugh. Mm -hmm. But overall, fun. It can be fun. I... I I would show it to somebody. It's like Layer of the White Worm. You just kind of show it to someone to prove it exists and that you're not crazy. Yeah, this is a movie that I, when I showed you, I said, did you believe this is a fucking thing? And you're like, all right, so when are we watching that? I'm like, are you fucking high? And then, <laughs> we had to prove to exist. And, and then, then John what Travolta did you do? Matt, I mean, Mark Travolta <laughs> Madness became a thing. So. Which was your idea. Mm. Which, that is going to go ahead and end this episode of uh, So Did You Like It? Next week, we are going to be tackling uh, Battlefield Earth. For week three of March Revolta Madness. I have never seen this movie. Kaz has seen this movie and will not tell me anything about it. Just like so going. I will tell you that wide. you're going to crank your fucking neck keeping up with the Dutch <laughs> angles. <laughs> so if you uh, like what you hear, you can find us at various channels. You can find Kaz on Second Respawn, uh, twitch.tv slash Second Respawn, where he streams with his brother Nan, or Nan and they. Uh, Wonderful streamers, a lot of variety. They are, they go through Golden Sun. They go through Elden Ring. Uh, you can also find them on Twitter at second underscore respawn. I am Sir Square, and you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sir Square. And I do 
variety streams. I do D&D. We do a lot of crazy, stupid stuff that makes no sense. Um, and you can find me at Twitter, uh, at Sir Squarin. Uh, anything you want to plug, Kaz? No, that's you got uh, just about called it. So I guess in the end, get yourself a Charsley. Find find that relationship in your life. Don't find you a Bud. Don't find you a Zach. Find you a Mr. Beasley. Always find you a Mr. Beasley. It's toxic, but at least, goddamn, that boy put the effort. And you gotta <laughs> know, the sex is incredible. Thank you.